0: What's up, everybody? Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by 812 Farms. Uh, They're opening a destination brewery and tap room uh, using only ingredients from Indiana. Uh, I believe they talked about that on their show. Um, but they also are going to have a wedding barn, an event center uh, that will have overnight lodging, and an adult outdoor playground. Uh, that sounds like a really good time. <laughs> uh, but you can also check those guys out Um, and drink some of their beer. Uh, They're going to be at the Nau Beer Festival uh, September 16th in Brown County and also the uh, Corn Maze Beer Fest uh, September 23rd at uh, 450 North Brewery. And I believe we talked about both of those on our episode, but just just to let you know that's where they're going to be. Go check them out. Drink some of their beer. Uh, also, this week's episode brought to you by Ranger Nutrition. Uh, Ranger Nutrition is a disabled veteran-owned company. Uh, they make all-natural sports nutrition products. All the products are made right here in the States, uh, just like they should be. Um, <clears throat> they, uh, they make everything. Any, everything you need to get your swole on, just to get back in shape, anything you want to do, they, they more or less make the product for it. Protein powder, uh, pre-workout formulas, weight loss supplements, I mean, you name it, they've got it. Uh, But you can go to uh, rangernutrition.com, use promo code SMUGCAST, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Uh, But that's Ranger Nutrition, designed for fitness warriors. Uh, Also, Jay's Wings and Seafood over on the east side of Indianapolis. Uh, You can call in your order, uh, save a little time. It's 317-890-0088. Uh, they are located at 8237 Pendleton Pike in Lawrence, Indiana, uh, 46226. Uh, they make some great food; they really do. I've I've had them uh, probably not as much as the BJ, but I've had them quite a bit. And it's it's actually some really good food. So, uh, but you can, like I said, go in there. Uh, you can use uh, promo code SmugCash and you'll get 10 percent off your order. Also, big shout out to Repo Records. Uh, they help us out with the audio each and every week and make me sound beautiful. Uh, but that's repo records taking the music back uh, this week uh, in studio we have the, the guys from i normal back uh, they wanted to come in and talk about a town hall meeting that is coming up on august twenty sixth uh, really trying to get the word out just try to get the uh, cannabis revolution going here in Indiana. I know a lot of us thought this would this would, this would probably be one of the last states to ever legalize uh, but hopefully with the help of uh these guys and the some other organizations, uh, we'll, we'll push that long, push that along a little uh, a little quicker. So, um, that's all I got. I hope you enjoy the episode. This is Smugcast.
1: Come on, get down, boy. I'm trying to run to the job, yes! <laughs> my GPS is still stuck in the
2: goddamn jungle. Come on! <laughs>
0: all right welcome to another episode of SmugCast. Uh, i am ap uh with me as always the bj afternoon sir how are you sir uh beautiful it's a beautiful sunday it is it's hot as shit outside (laughs) (laughs) so i'm glad this is an indoor podcast we uh got some very special guests coming back with us this week they got they got some some things going on uh this saturday so they have them back in let them talk about it uh we do have mr jack Kane from i normal thanks. how are you sir
1: very good thanks for letting us come on appreciate
0: yeah, it man uh and now on his own i'm not really sure what to say but <laughs> who's your advocate <laughs> david Fitch there you go <laughs> there you go man. supporting the cannabis there we go um but no, uh, like I said, uh, they do have a town hall meeting coming up uh, on the 26th, uh, which will be Saturday. Uh, starts at noon to 3, right? Correct. Okay. Um, so, like I said, we wanted to have them come back on and uh, let them talk about uh, what they're going to do, what they're going to talk about.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, this is, this is great. We really appreciate you uh, giving us a chance to come in and, and talk about this. You guys have always been a big supporter of the cannabis movement. Uh, even though you can't use it yourselves, which is uh, remarkable to me that somebody that doesn't partake is so fired up about it. So we appreciate that very much. Because
0: we want to be able to. There (laughs) there we go.
1: There we go. Uh, But, yeah, we're very excited about it. As you know, there's been, and probably listeners know, there's been a huge uh, sea change in attitudes about uh, cannabis. And recently we've had uh, Representative Jim Lucas, a staunch conservative, who's come out and said he's going to introduce a medical marijuana bill. Um, and he's a Republican. Yeah, he's a very, very, <laughs> very, very conservative Republican. So, uh, with that, uh, we're starting to get a lot of traction on that. It's really people are starting to expand their um, awareness of cannabis and what it can do. Uh, I was real surprised. We went out a couple of weeks ago to the American Legion and had three of the executives in the American Legion uh, sit down and record little videos talking about how the American Legion wants to really support. Uh, research into medical marijuana we think it can have a huge impact for the veterans yeah and so they're all behind it and uh, it really is the momentum is really starting to change and the thing that's interesting is we really we've won the culture war i oh, mean 73 yeah. percent of the people in indiana uh say that they want to see a change in the marijuana laws
0: i tell you i, saw, I saw, actually it's not to interrupt <coughs> you but Go ahead. i saw a statistic uh midweek this past week that said something like nationwide like the it was yeah. like 93 percent mm-hmm. of the people in the united states <laughs> want it legalized rec you know recreationally or medicinal you exactly. know whatever they want it legalized
2: 60 yeah. percent uh, of americans supported making marijuana use legal and around 90 percent support for allowing medical
1: marijuana yeah, yeah. there you, go. Yeah, yeah, there you there. go so the thing is interesting is we won the culture war everybody's so the normal people no pun intended there <laughs> support this yeah. right. but now it's a chance to get the people the legislators and the people who are kind of anti and kind of on the fence to realize it's a much bigger um there's much more to this issue and to this plant than anybody ever thought about oh absolutely so, so. yeah i mean I,
0: I you know going back to you know to the veterans you know i did see a video that the uh indiana american legion yeah i don't know how to say it it's like american legion it's department Indi- of they, indiana i think yeah, is what it actually yeah. is i think They're they,
3: they call themselves indiana legion okay okay, okay. Indiana <laughs> legion. um
0: I, I did see a video that they put out, but not only that, you know, several months back, you know, they there were, they had a big push going to, to give medical to veterans for right. PTSD right. and, you know, pain management and all, you know, instead of the VA throwing all these opioids and shit at them, mm-hmm. you know, you know, let them, let them smoke something. It's not going to kill them, right. yeah. you know, or vape it or eat it or whatever, you know?
1: Right. It, it's, uh, I think it's interesting. We're friends with, uh, Jeff Staker, who's, for. uh, Medical Veterans for Cannabis, and he's attending a symposium in September with uh general Shizlecki, who's the head of the va is going to be there talking about potential for cannabis yeah really washington so it's really starting to get some national attention yeah absolutely Uh, the whole that's real exciting
3: once we started uh, once we began to see the numbers coming out of these uh medical cannabis states showing the average this is average of 25 or so percent of uh reduction in opioid addiction rates and Mm. overdose deaths (laughs) uh that means there are states with more than 25 percent reduction it just averaged out around there and uh actually at our town hall meeting professor chad bartolone he'll be there he's a paramedic science professor from ivy tech and uh he also you know he's a working paramedic also and uh, his study that he'll be presenting at the town hall meeting actually reflects uh the same numbers and uh, <clears throat> uh he he was he actually wasn't really aware of the indiana cannabis movement okay. uh, until recently yeah and uh <clears throat> I was happy that we had the opportunity. Once he contacted me uh, through Facebook, he saw one of one of the videos we put out recently, quoting the 25% average, and he said, "Hey, that my study actually reflects the numbers you were saying there." And uh, then I mentioned uh, Professor Thomas Clark from IU South Bend, who's also uh, presenting a study at the town hall meeting. And uh, they're actually both from the South Bend area. They had no idea about each other. Really, uh, both yeah. professors with two <laughs> different studies, and a lot of their data, of course, totally matches. And, yeah. Uh, so they're going to meet for the first time uh, this Tuesday, I think. Yeah. And uh, that's amazing. And we're able to put them <laughs> I mean, together, and they're actually going to be a major voice in the medical cannabis movement in this state, mainly in the state house. Yeah. They're going to be an essential tool for uh, people like Representative Lucas, uh, Senator Tallien, Representative Sue Arrington, and others that are working on bills uh, when we have these committee hearings these are going to be the professors two main professors I believe that will be testifying uh, here and who better I mean if you want to learn the truth behind this issue I can't think of a better person than uh, Indiana College professors you know we oh, have yeah. some of the best in the state yeah. and uh, th- that's who will be presenting this information.
0: Well, you know, I, I mean, it, there there has to come a point <laughs> where, you know, the government goes, okay, well, these people know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. and we're going to have to listen. You know, just like you said, 93% of the people in, in the United States want this legalized. You know, if our voice isn't enough, you know, why not, you know, some people who have college educations who are supposed to be, you know, quote-unquote smarter than everybody right. else, <laughs>
1: you know, they got to listen. They'll At take, some point, they have to, yeah. And, and I mean, the, it's supposed to be a democracy and the you know, will of the people and that kind of thing. So. Yeah.
3: And the thing is, it's, a, it's an independent uh, study. You know, they they both went into this with the same idea of just simply finding the truth behind the issue. They they saw people debating back and forth, and uh, <clears> it sparked their interest enough to look in on it. But they looked, they approached this with a totally, you know, they're college professors. Yeah. And uh, I believe Thomas Clark is actually teaching this. In his classes, even so, uh, they had to make sure it was a total independent, one hundred percent factual. You know, uh, no different than any study any other doctor would do. Peer-reviewed yeah, uh, study. So, yeah. Yeah. so,
1: so yeah, that's added a whole different dimension because typically the the conception, as you know, is that the whole uh, cannabis movement is nothing but a bunch of old stoners and hippies and Cheech and Chong, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that uh, is a huge misrepresentation. And it's really gratifying to me to see that changing, that people are starting to, straight people, people are not yeah. using it, or looking at it and say, wait a minute, there really is something here and there's solid scientific evidence.
0: Well, I mean, with all the, all the, all the publications that are putting out, you know, these videos you know, or articles about, you know, kids, uh, veterans who, you know, mm-hmm. medica- medically, you know, cannabis is helping you know, no. you can't. You can only be blind to that for so long.
3: Well, and the thing right. is, you know, uh, the some of the legislators who are insistent that there is no medical value and there's not enough research, they call all of that. But you just mentioned anecdotal evidence. It's not worth uh, even mentioning in the state house when you're, you know, working on the legislation side of it. But what they don't realize is the vast majority of prescription medications that we currently have on the market less studies done on those medications than cannabis medical uh, cannabis is actually studied far more than the vast majority of prescription medications that are currently on the market so that argument they have is if you ask me is not a valid argument because they're not implying the same logic with all of this other medication well and i think i think the last the last that i
0: checked and i mean the last that i heard and this has probably been a couple years ago maybe um was that you know cannabis cannabis had been has had a you know test I guess done on it more than 20,000 times there's been yeah. 20,000 studies over 20,000 studies done on this one plant and when your typical um pill prescription medication that you get that your doctor prescribes and more than likely has only been put through like 4 or 5
3: and the thing is with that what many people don't realize the studies that are performed on those prescription medications, the the FDA relies on the very pharmaceutical company that came up with the medicine to run those studies. And of course it would be in their best interest to manipulate the results so they could rush it to the market. And that happens far too long or far too much. And uh, as a result, we have uh, children and uh, just different patients, but a lot of children, you know, these medicines are not tested. A lot of these medicines are given children right now, not tested on children yeah. so it's kind of a guessing game and uh it's sad and uh i didn't even realize this till you know we have healthcare professionals working with us on this they're doing the research and they're coming at us with this data that they're finding and i'm shocked you know yeah. I, I assumed there would have to be more studies done on these prescription medications and well, the, it's just actually the other it's the opposite yeah, it's the opposite uh,
1: so israel has been leading the world in terms yeah. of research on cannabis. Yep. and. Uh, they're fully supporting of it, and the, the thing is really interesting, and it's kind of deceptive when people talk about this, well, we need to do more research, and it's not approved by the FDA. Well, that's kind of a catch-22, because the FDA can't do any research on it because it's Schedule I, right, and it's no medicinal value, and they're not releasing it to do any studies in the, in the United States. So, it's been researched all over the world. It's just a matter of oh, it hasn't yeah. been done here in the United States yeah. Because, yeah. Can't. It, because it's, can't controlled, it's a yeah. controlled
3: substance. They're, they're simply uh, turning a blind eye to all of the research that has been done overseas. They're ignoring Europe. They're ignoring Israel. They're ignoring all of the studies they did. And they say we need our own American studies performed. Yet they put all of these obstacles in the way yeah, to prevent w- it from <laughs> happening. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I think, I, and I, for life me, I can't remember uh, the doctor's name, um, which was one of the, f- the original. Um, People who studied cannabis over in Israel. I know um, who you're talking about. I can't, I can't, it's, the life it's of a tough name to yeah, say, even is. if you knew it. Uh, but <laughs> name. I, but I remember uh, watching the documentary, uh, him talking about it, and uh, when he had first went to uh, the Israeli government to ask them permission to study it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they were like, "Well, yeah," and he was like, "Well, okay, we're." Do you have any? And he was, they were like, "Well, no, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't <laughs> we grow cannabis." It, <laughs> and so they said, "But we give you, you know, the permission to go find it and study it." I saw. That. So he said he literally found a guy, bought a bought a uh, you know old uh, uh, paper grocery bag
3: full of it, and walked down the street home with it.
4: Yeah,
0: <laughs> he, awesome. he was
3: telling a story about a uh, yeah waiting on a bus stop or something in yeah, yeah, the public yeah. with all of this uh, <laughs> grocery <laughs> bag <laughs> full of yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: this is. Uh, um, been over here doing research but this is something that's uh, Senator Cory Booker out of New Jersey and a couple other Republic or um, uh, people because Jeff Sessions basically thinks the epidemic on drugs we need to we're in the middle of the epidemic which we are because yeah. if you're gonna take people off prescription opiates they're gonna go then they're gonna go find something else illegally that's what's happening yeah. and that's you know we have no way um, but book address Sessions letter saying the Attorney General Mister. Misperger represents the facts of America where marijuana I dare him to sit down with the families and listen to their studies then pursue a policy like he's advocating for now because the, what they're trying to do is say let the states regulate this themselves yeah. and keep the federal government out of it because we have they have a tendency to um they all just want to get reelected in some way or some. A lot of it has to do with that. So right. it's that's the sad part. They're not actually using any of the studies or anything. They're just saying, well, if I go for, if I if I say i'm for this, then well, they're afraid that they're going to be blackballed by their party or they won't oh, get their yeah, money by for their elections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the sad part.
3: Yeah. But on the I'll tell you what, that's on a federal level, you know, that I uh mm. I I fully support that bill i think it's more of a conversational piece uh in the capitol building right now it's not going anywhere but it is going to spark a lot of important conversation that needs to be started oh yeah uh but on the state level you mentioned the constituent support uh for these elected officials and uh, i just want i'll say it here and i'm saying it everywhere If uh, Indiana legislators are not aware of the constituent support by now for this issue, they will soon find out come election time. Hoosiers are ready to vote on this issue. And those who are adamantly turning a blind eye to every Hoosier patient that so desperately needs this medicine, they will be replaced. And we are now seeing Republicans coming in and challenging those dead set Republicans that are against this and won't change their ways. Well, they're going to be challenged come primary time with a Republican that does support it. Because, you know, like We say many times it's not a partisan issue at all. It's not a Republican-Democrat issue. It's a moral issue that needs to be dealt with now and in the right way because there is actual suffering happening in this state as a result of today's laws. There is actually, you know, we meet these patients all the time. So many patients throughout the state. And, uh, you know, whether it's from Parkinson's disease or just pain management, uh, uh, you name it, there's so many different, you know, things that it could help with. And they they describe their suffering to us and they tell us how, you know, they, they tell us about the studies that uh, shows cannabis can help that specific problem they're having and uh, how people in other states are seeing success with it. But, you know, like Crohn's disease is another one. Uh, oh, yeah. Actually, some patients actually going into full remission. That's, you know, another medicine uh, that I know of does that. And uh, What's the kid's name? Um I can't remember his uh, name Cole, out of Colorado. Cole
0: um oh what's his name? I don't remember. Um his name Cole something. Actually I just uh, shared it on our Facebook page here okay. a couple weeks ago maybe. Um but yeah he is he is in full remission and if uh, anybody watches uh Vice, Viceland mm-hmm. um uh, Weedeket, uh did an episode yeah, Weedy kid did an episode on, where he was he was on that episode and he was when they showed him he was in the hospital because he had went back home to his home state to visit his family where cannabis isn't is mm-hmm. legal and yeah. within a matter of days he was so sick he had to be back in the hospital. So they shipped his ass back to Colorado yeah. to yeah, get so him yeah. to get to get his meds. And then now um, I believe the count uh, the other day that I saw the reason I shared it was like like a thousand some days where his Crohn's had been in remission due to wow. cannabis oil. Yeah,
3: and when you talk, you know, luckily I don't have Crohn's, yeah. but I've spoke with many Crohn's patients, and they describe this as the worst pain they've ever had in their lives. You yeah, know? I have a buddy,
0: his wife has it, yeah.
3: And uh, it's just, you know, for, for any legislator to hear this, I know they have to be hearing the same patients that I'm hearing, but for them to just shove all of that aside after listening to them and continue the the pursuit of keeping this illegal and tying it with these other drugs that are killing people uh it's just sad and it needs to change uh we have in this state an opioid epidemic that's now killing more hoosiers than homicides and firearms combined and uh if that's not something you need to deal with i don't know what is (laughs) and the fact that they're wasting so much time and energy you're talking you know off the top of my head i I wish I would have looked at this stat before I got here, but I'm saying I, I want to say roughly uh, 30 million, if I remember right, around 30 million dollars in the past three years, Indiana spent enforcing cannabis laws. So that's how, and that does not count the costs after court. This is just to arrest a hoosier and put him in front of a judge. That is just those costs. 30 million dollars in that same amount of time, Colorado has made. Five hundred million dollars, a half a billion dollars in tax revenue in that same amount of time. We spent thirty, forty million dollars just to lock them up, just to arrest them, arrest them for the same thing.
0: It's in in two thousand sixteen, they made one hundred thirty-five
3: million dollars in taxes. Yeah. yeah. Now imagine in this state with the opioid epidemic. Imagine what that thirty million dollars they oh, spent yeah. to you know enforce cannabis. Imagine what that would have done for the opioid epidemic. You know. Oh yeah. And the uh,
1: thing, the thing of it is, is there's such an entrenched bureaucracy around the prohibition of mm-hmm. it and people are so set in their ways and it's difficult for it to change to you know change your mind and say hey wait maybe we should look at this um, but the people are starting to come around and it's like david was saying sooner or later uh, it's going to be a situation of you go to the, to the politicians and say why are you not looking at this because it's yeah. irresponsible to not look at it well, absolutely and,
3: and the ones who are trying to connect medical cannabis with opioids and heroin or you know opiate-based drugs and crystal meth and all these other things that are really killing hoosiers they are just exposing their ignorance to what's going on and uh it's that i mean that's there's no other way around it that's what's happening they're ignorant they're not stupid they're not dumb but they're 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 uh knowingly ignorant to the facts they've got
1: they've got a vested interest in keeping the prohibition going there's, yeah, there's well, so much.
3: It's it's, it's funny. I'm looking. Jack
0: Jack handed me the um, and for a, a lot of people that may not know this. I knew this, um, but the uh, the United States government does hold a uh, the only patent right. Yeah. The only patent on uh, on cannabis. <laughs> you can look this up. This is a six six three zero five zero seven B one. You that's a U.S. patent number. You can look this up. Um, and he's yeah. he's handing me the, the patent. I've never seen this piece of paper oh, yeah. like this. It's nice, isn't it? That's uh, that's beautiful. But it, it's 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 funny because, the, the, you know, the government claims that there's the marijuana doesn't have any medicinal, no medicinal effects. They hold the only patent on it, saying <laughs> that it does. If exactly. that is, if that is
3: not the epitome of <laughs> hypocrisy, I don't know what is. Well, you know? look
0: down through here, and I mean, it tells you all the stuff that. That it's good for <laughs> autoimmune disease, uh, Alzheimer's, which there's been a big push for that lately, um, uh, stroke, uh, stroke trauma, um, HIV. Uh, neuroprotective, which is a big, which is you know, yeah, big it, yeah. TBI, traumatic brain CTE has been in the news a lot lately, where they said 110 out of 111 NFL players have signs of CTE. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this, I mean, that's that's this is a big deal. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, well, it's just funny yeah. to look down through here and see. I've never actually read that part I just knew that they had the patent uh, and then this is their fines right exactly. the government did this study and,
3: and the way they found <laughs> that is is even funnier because you know of course it's uh, it's illegal and uh, and of course, they want to support that argument for why it's illegal. So they invested the majority of the money invested in the research was to find those bad things, and uh, the, a very small fraction of that money went to finding the positive things. Yeah. But no matter how hard they tried to find these bad things, they couldn't help but find more and more, more, good, and more good things. things. <laughs>
0: well, that's what I think. Um, I can't remember if it was on. I think I can't remember which episode it was on. If it was if it was David's episode or Jack's. Um. BJ had pulled up uh, the only over the, st- the only study that had ever been done that had really found much negative was uh, they said what was it chronic bronchitis was the only one that r- that was really the only downfall. Yeah. What, you know was was chronic you know I understand that's a, that's a, my kid suffers from bronchitis occasionally, yeah, like okay. we've got it fixed, but I understand that's a big deal. but that only is from inhaling. Hot, smoke. warm smoke. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> you know, and now there's how, how many different ways you can get it in breast sprays. Oh, you you can well, get it in cookies and mints, you yeah,
1: know, yeah. vaporizer. Yeah, one of the things we fight with a lot is uh, there's some strong, uh, some loud voices that are uh, anti-legalization, mm-hmm. uh, usually conservative voices. And they tout a lot of studies uh, from California that supposedly show, you know, the increase in... Uh, Emergency room uh, admissions. We know due to marijuana increase in ta- traffic accidents and all this other stuff, and they're really picking some bogus statistics. They're looking at at a study and they're cherry picking what information they're talking about. The one and a lot the, of the stuff. Cause, excuse me, David. Oh, a sorry. lot of the source of that information is the Rocky Mountain High Intensity Drug Task Force. Okay, okay, which is a combination of some of the police agencies in the Rocky Mountain area you know, Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado, et cetera. And their study, and they're, and they're doing the study and cherry-picking the statistics, saying, hey, the, you know, traffic accidents are going up and, and there's a, a lot more fatalities. And, you know, the fatalities, people have got marijuana in their system, and that was the cause. Uh, but the bottom line of the whole thing is the Rocky Mountain High-Intensity Drug Agency is sponsored by the National um, Office of Drug Control, all right, and their very mission is to find things that are bad about yeah. marijuana and to publish anti-marijuana things. So anything they say is automatically tainted because <laughs> that's their mission statement, is to find bad things. It's like a divorce attorney. <laughs> <laughs>
3: one, of, one of the things they like to point out with all of this is uh, poison control calls. And uh, so – so you know say in the medical cannabis state uh something i do disagree with by the way making candy that is a uh, child that would yeah. it be attracted to children yeah, exactly is, bad. that's a, you not sh- there is no reason to market that way no. and you could make it look totally different and less attractive to children which they need to do but right. the fact is there the kids are getting a, a hold of some of this in some cases and uh, and what this is is parents being irresponsible with the medication, yeah. you would never leave an opioid-based medication. You would never leave any kind of medication laying around for your children to get it. This should or be treated- your liquor cabinet. You wouldn't yeah. leave your liquor cabinet open. So them. this yeah, should right. be treated no different than that. So what this shows is a not only irresponsible parenting, and mm-hmm. you know, their kids got a hold of it because of their irresponsibility, but it, it also they're not pointing out the fact that most of these children that went into the hospital for poison control, they shortly left not long after just fine no and, harm and to their body probably felt pretty good <laughs> probably felt pretty good a little sleepy and but hungry uh, baby but the thing is whenever the poison control center is called they have to put it down as a call no matter yeah. if it's really a poisoning yeah. or not and that's just all they they'll point it out without pointing Pointing yes. out that yeah,
1: fact. Sa- same thing with the statistics on yeah. if you're on emergency room, if you come into the emergency room, even if you're drunk and have a bunch of other problems, all right, if you have marijuana in your system, yeah, they're going to put that down as marijuana related, and
0: that's 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 where a lot of the, the you know where they say the increase in traffic, you know accidents because of marijuana. No, no, no. no. They were, they were probably drunk. It's just they, had, they you know, had a little cannabis in their system, too. Exactly. And, and something exactly.
3: that's interesting with that, Professor Thomas Clark, who's going from IU South Bend, he's the chairman of the biology department of IU South Bend. He's one of the professors presenting the data at the town hall meeting coming up. And one of his studies, or part of his study, actually shows a reduction in deadly accidents because people are actually choosing cannabis over alcohol and opioids, which were causing far more accidents. So when you factor in total numbers even though there may have been an increase in accidents related to cannabis mm-hmm. overall accidents have dropped yeah. and uh of course they're dodging that stat too but yeah. the the professor is not dodging that stat and that's going to be part of his presentation yeah. next Saturday. Yeah,
0: i mean i you know i i i uh i'm a drinker you know i say i always say on this podcast i'm the resident boozer i mean you know i mean i, I, I just am you know but i you know i uh i mean i smoked cannabis for a long time. And I never drank, you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. you know, and I don't. I don't want to get into you know. Yeah, okay. I probably shouldn't drink. I probably shouldn't do this. But everybody has a vice. It's yeah. supposed to be a free country. Every, exactly. Everybody has a vice. You know what I mean. And the only reason I drink is because cannabis isn't legal, yeah. and my <laughs> and my job won't allow me to smoke it. Yeah.
1: You know. And I I, I just. I, <sighs> and another thing too that's irritating us people don't understand. Every, everybody takes it for granted that yes, it's okay to do drug tests for employment, regardless. whether you're sweeping the floors or whatever yeah now nobody has any problem if you're going to drug test airline pilots okay or railroad engineers or somebody's or doctors somebody's doing a critical job yeah but they've done it across the board for any kind of employment oh yeah whether you're related you're whether you're running dangerous equipment whether you're just sweeping the floors stocking shelves whatever and this has become a huge racket the whole drug industry the drug testing industry started with robert dupont back in nixon he was the first drug czar and as soon as he quit being drug star, he formed his own company and started to push these drug testing. No, like shit. all these companies have to be drug tested. All you got all these companies have to drug test their employees, and it's a huge deal. And you got to certify that your employees are, are drug free. And you know, with the tests, if you if you smoked pot, you know a month ago it could still show up in your system. Oh, it doesn't yeah. mean you're impaired. So it's really a racket. Well, um, I mean,
0: I got into this argument with uh, some, some of my family. Not an argument. We we had a discussion, you know, a heated discussion. maybe. it, it, it got a little <laughs> heated. I'm, pa- I'm I'm very passionate. <laughs> <Swings> were <thrown. laughs> wings were thrown. <laughs> and and you know, I, I you know, I, I gave him the point that the only thing that drug tests are good for is for stupid people, right? Because you know, and most people, and most people probably haven't done the research, you know, and looked into it. You know, they think, oh, well, mm-hmm. if you do drugs, you're going to get caught. Well, right. no, not necessarily. You know, me as somebody yeah. who, who, you know, I've tested a lot of drugs. <laughs> 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 you know, I want to have a good theory you know, to be able to, to understand them. And I was and just, doing research, was just I was doing research. It was just doing research. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, but we got into the discussion, and I told him, I said, look, I said, the only thing. That drug tests are good for is, is cannabis. Yeah. You're you're not you're yeah. not going to catch a smart person or some you know somebody who likes to party but knows the consequences. Right. You know, I can go home on a Friday night. I could snort a little cocaine. I could shoot a little heroin if I wanted to. I could pop some pills. I could I could do all this and come Monday.
1: Monday be clean as I'll a whistle. I'll Be clean as a whistle. <laughs> Especially
3: with the way they're doing the test now, uh, mouth swabs. Mm. Uh, mm. It's it's. It's, it's a racket. Not, it's, it's not just an a accurate racket. way of testing, but that is one good thing that's going to come out of the legalization side of things. Uh, when it was illegal, the demand was not there for the free market to take up this idea and run with the technology and advance it. But now the free market, you know, the demand is there now. And so they have incentive, financial incentive, which they need uh, to. Now. Resources further uh different companies want to be the first to have that uh that good technology that the all the police forces throughout the country will rely on for roadside testing you know and that's going to be a big money market for them and uh and so yeah that uh, legalization will only help uh make those testing uh, make that testing equipment far more accurate and and
1: uh i mean reflective of what the true situation is speaking
0: of the testing i mean do you think that one of the i me me personally i think that the biggest problem that we're facing is that you not everybody will test the same not and they haven't come up with they haven't come up with, they standardized haven't come tests, up with right. a standardized test right. because you know uh, like you know bj bj's a big dude mm-hmm. if i'm i'm you know i weigh i weigh 190 pounds, and if me and bj smoked a joint today in 2 weeks i might be clean exactly mm-hmm. He right. may not be, right. yep. and we could smoke the same. We could both smoke a joint, sit here and smoke a joint at this table, and in three days test us. And I'm
3: going to have less micro yeah. or nanograms yeah, the, in my the, system yeah. than
0: BJ will. The right. less
3: body fat you have, the quicker it'll leave your body. Exactly it, it absorbs right. to the. Body so, I mean, fat. you
0: know, it's like it's like how do they? You know, I'm not smart enough to know, <laughs> but. You know how do we come up? How do they come up with that standardized testing to know? You know, I mean, it has to be. It can't be a breathalyzer. It can't be. It has to be an equation. Right. It has to. Okay, what's this person's body weight? You know, when? How long has it been? So safely used? You know, it's it, it's there's all a whole lot of factors. And right. there there's no way there's no way to narrow it down. But yeah. I think if they can narrow it down and figure that out, I think legalization will happen in no time.
1: Well, I I think that it's very important and it's very important to know that. Nobody on the pro legalization side is is for impairment. If you're an impaired driver, Absolutely you not, shouldn't yeah. be driving. Of no, course, period. Not. End of story. Okay. Yeah. And going back to what we talked about earlier with the with the candies, I think I would agree with you, David. That's a horrible thing to do to be patching that packaging that in things that look like candy for children. Yeah, there's they only- could they could make a, bl- a black blob of candy that would taste Man. the same to adults. Yeah. But so the the point is. On the pro-legalization side, we realize that there's some potential harm that can be done. All right? Oh, yeah. But that isn't offset by all the good that can be done. And you shouldn't penalize the 98% of people who use it responsibly just because there's 2% of the people who won't use it responsibly.
3: Yeah. And, and, and that's going to be – that will be our key to success with Indiana's cannabis revolution, everyone involved in it. Uh, be honest about the pros and cons both uh, don't ignore right. the cons like so many others want to ignore the pros we we don't only want we not only want this done for our state but we want it done the right way and we don't want people smoking this or doing you know however they want to do it eat it and then get on the road that could yeah. impair your driving let's not do that let's have laws in place to where that's regulated uh, there's there's obviously a safe way to regulate these things safer way and uh, that's what they're doing with alcohol uh, it's not 100% fail-proof. There are risks, but they still let it go to the market. Yeah. Uh, same with all these prescription medications. And uh, so cannabis is no different. There, It will come with some risks, but the benefit outweighs the risks by far. And, oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. And well, the fact that, the, like I said before, the suffering that's continuing through this, it's just uh, – that's what get that that's what tugs on my heart every time I talk about it like I can't stress it enough people are seriously suffering through all of this well, and I mean uh, you know me and dodging
0: BJ have you know I don't want to say firsthand, exp- firsthand experience but you know Jess who sat in on your episode exactly. um you know her daughter is epileptic mm-hmm. and nothing works and they're you know using uh Charlotte's web and it's not really helping well because she needs a little THC in there. Right. Mm-hmm. You that, know, so, I mean, you got all these kids who, like just, just like Addie, who, you know, CBD's not working for it. Well, yeah. you know, and THC is not going to kill her. You
3: you right. need... It, it's just proven science. Uh, you know, legislators may feel comfortable with the whole CBD and uh, next to no THC like they have through mm. House Bill 1148. Yeah. It only allows .03 THC. But the thing is, it's proven the patients need whole plant for the best oh, success, yeah, and they are limiting that. And uh, I've actually met quite a few Hoosiers recently that were excited about House Bill Eleven Forty Eight becoming law. They tried the CBD because other Hoosiers it is it is being it is successful with some Hoosiers. It's seriously some of these hoosiers uh thanks to 1148 uh they went from over 100 seizures a day to uh, a few days in a row with no seizures that's huge and (laughs) and they're actually leaving colorado or leaving indiana going to colorado so they can access the whole plant and where they weren't seeing success here with our minimal uh thc they're now seeing that success in colorado with the whole plant so
1: it's called the entourage effect that there's so many different uh chemicals in the marijuana the cannabis plant that they have they interact together and they have a synergistic effect, so you can't just isolate this one is the yeah. one that's going to do it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh,
0: because I, you know, I, I do, I hate to give information without knowing myself mm-hmm. what it's going to do. So, so, like I said, you know, I mean, I, I smoked cannabis, you know, I don't want to say for years, but I smoked quite a bit of it, and I <laughs> let's just go with years.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, we and, won't uh, even ask you to quantify that quite a bit of it, okay. And, we'll have the discussion offline, and I
0: and I know. You know, I know what it did for me, you know, personally, as far as, I mean, just like my mental health, my, you know, everything, right? You well, want to look so, on life, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I uh, I ordered some some Charlotte's Web CBD. I you know, I didn't get the top strain, but I got the mid. You know, the middle of the road, I just wanted to see what it would do. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a little kind of ADD, you know, ADHD, I don't know what you want to call it. My wife says I'm fucking nuts, but... <laughs> I thought, okay, well, let's let's try it out because I heard, you know, it can help you. Yeah. Well, also my knees are screwed, my shoulders are screwed from playing sports, <laughs> so heard it would help with that. So I thought, okay, let's I'm gonna order some of it, you know. And I just ordered like, you know, the the smallest bottle. I think it's like 30 milliliters or something like that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe the change. Really, I absolutely could not. I I was to the point where. You know, and I think I talked about it with you guys, too, where I I thought, like, I need to go to a doctor and I need to get put on some kind of ADD meds because my mind is starting to go nuts. I don't know. I can't concentrate. I can't. I can't do. I literally can't do anything. Because, you know, it's like, you know, with 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 our podcast, you know, there's so many different things we can do. And then, you know, as far as video, putting out video, photos, all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. I couldn't concentrate enough to settle my mind to go, OK, we need to do this tonight. Yeah. Need to do this tonight. You know, start taking it. And within like two days, I was up here in the studio working on stuff mm-hmm. and was getting stuff knocked out. And BJ's like, what happened? I was like, dude, I was <laughs> like, I don't know, man, I started taking this CBD and like now I feel like like my knees don't hurt, my my shoulders don't hurt, yeah. and I was like for once since I quit smoking cannabis, I'm able to
3: sit down and
1: concentrate. Yeah, and focus it, soaks your energy.
3: Yeah. And it was the, amazing. That same the same type of story you just told is uh, so many other Hoosiers have that same story with CBD and uh recently when we got house bill 1148 passed through uh while we were at senate meetings we had parents testifying uh that some of them were already treating their uh children with this hemp oil that's being offered in in different stores throughout the state well the prosecutors they were not aware of the fact that this was being sold once they caught wind of that they sent exides out there oh, and yeah. they started confiscating um, what's the uh, uh fresh time yep exactly yeah, they know uh, so bob Seeger ran with that story on channel on wthr and uh made turned it put the spotlight we, we, on we, it
0: we have a news guy named bob Seeger. oh yeah bob Seger. <laughs> how did i not know this
1: i did not know that <laughs> and uh you know what though my dad used to say whenever i'd say gosh i never heard of that my dad used to say they could build a whole new world out of things you've never heard of <laughs>
3: But Whoa, man! But he Whoa, ran geez. with that, and even though technically the Indiana law, you know, federally hemp oil, hemp oil is it can it's legal now on the federal level, but uh, the Indiana law says if it's any derivative of the cannabis plant with any traceable amount of THC, then it's considered illegal in Indiana. Uh, pretty right. clear cut. But yeah. uh, over the outcry of Hoosiers upset that were saying they were they were successfully treating their chronic pain with this, and you just take it off the market, you know, they were upset, and through the that uh excites they're leaving it alone now yeah well actually they're better know, th- on the count you know the hell
1: of it is this is that that's increased the uh, awareness of cbd and they've sold out of cbd yeah well <laughs> it's, it's, i uh
0: the um i i didn't know i didn't know that hey can you fix that well, that's it. i didn't know that uh fresh time had had that for sale Oh yeah and uh when all this went down Uh, A guy I work with who is also a cannabis, you know, activist, I would say. Um, He was like telling me all about it, about how, you know, uh, they, um, you know, came in and took all this down. And then they were interviewing all these people who had used it. And like this one lady had cut down her uh, her use of opioids uh, by 75 Mm percent by using CBD. Um, And another another guy had had dropped a prescription. Uh, and started using CBD instead, you know, it was some type of opioid. You know, he was still on one, but had had not only dropped one, but had dropped how many a day he was taking Mm -hmm. and was replacing it with CBD because it was taking the pain away.
4: Right. I mean,
3: the thing is, opioids, they're... It'll always have its uses, and it, for short for short short term pain, it, there's it's hard to beat it. And yeah. uh, uh, so patients, we don't want them suffering through this pain. Give it to them short term, but for long term, it tears your livers up. It tears oh, yeah. your liver up, your stomach lining. It, it can kill you. I mean, it, so many bad things come from long term use of the opioids, and not to mention the addiction yeah. problem, which is yeah. our biggest problem. And uh, so so yeah, it's all about giving not only pulling them off the opioids like they've been doing but it's about giving them that safe alternative of pain management and uh uh one of the better uh things one of the better one of the conditions that are treat that has the most success i'll put it that way uh that from what i've seen pain related is fibromyalgia and uh ne- yes. neurological pain you yeah. know and and it it really helps big big time with the neurological pain and uh uh, it's, uh, not only a neuron protector, but it actually, yeah, it blocks the pain signal. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of the patients like Edie Cato, uh, she suffers from fibromyalgia, her daughter, same thing, same problem. And, uh, they were taking pain medicine. They don't like pain medicine. They found CBD and that's actually who contacted channel 13 and got the ball rolling with, with, uh, everything with the CBD. But, uh, but yeah, she was so adamantly, uh for cbd because she lived her life fibromyalgia from what i hear is yeah uh, just constant
0: it's pretty bad yeah Yeah, and i have a cousin who has it and every time i she posts something about being in pain that day i'm just like yeah (laughs) Yeah,
1: that'd be horrible to have deal with that day and day yeah
3: i I tell you it's it's definitely just uh that's that's just the worst part about it is the suffering like a fibromyalgia patients and just i mean you name it and um That's what we're fighting for. Well, uh,
1: and the big thing is you should not arrest people for this. If there's any chance that it could, even let's say that 50% of everything we said, all the studies are wrong, okay, and there's only half a chance. If there's half a chance that these people might be helped by this, why are you continuing to deny them that? And furthermore, why are you using the criminal justice system to persecute them? yeah that's the bad thing nobody should be arrested for this regardless of how you want to use it recreational medicinally it doesn't matter yeah okay but when you do find out that it's got medical benefits and you're still not only not allowing them to
3: have it but arresting
1: if they do try it that that's borderline criminal
0: oh absolutely
3: our attorney general curtis hill uh
1: yeah, I saw
0: you got in a, a little bit of a discussion.
3: I
1: tell you, he, uh, <laughs> it, it was very interesting. To see. He came, he came out with that that uh, big long editorial, and well, I, the
3: the thing about that op ed he sent out, it, it, we sent him an invitation to the last town hall meeting. In Goshen, Indiana, his stomping grounds. Yeah. His response to that was the op-ed was released the day of the town hall meeting. And uh, it was full of all of these lies and uh, nothing backed up with science. Yeah. And the thing about Curtis Hill is, uh, he I don't disagree with everything he does. I think he's uh, very effective at his job. You know what I mean? I just wish he would leave medical cannabis alone because uh, he's misleading the people. He thinks jail is a fix-all tool for all problems. He's all about throwing Hoosiers in prison. O- opioid right. epidemic? Lock them up. Seller, dealer, lock them up. Cannabis, lock them up. And I want... I haven't found it yet. Let's. Uh, I would like uh, Curtis Hill or anyone else to show me how locking Hoosiers up for cannabis and other things has actually improved the situation. Has it reduced usage? Has it? Is you know you've been locking people up for the past since 2010 for opioids, uh, uh, for uh, being on the street with heroin and all that. Has it helped the situation? Has it decreased usage at all? No, it's continued to grow. So it's time to try something different. You know, it's truly the definition of insanity. He's trying to. Oh, attempt yeah. the same thing over and over and over <laughs> again expecting expect a different, different result, result. He, he, it's like the guy trying to get in through a door and uh you know fighting adamantly to get in through that door and all he's just simply using the wrong key yeah, and all he has to do tool, is right. switch, it switch it up a you know key. and try something different <laughs> but no he's going to keep using that same key that's not already not working well it's, you
0: know as far as you know like you thought you were saying all he want to do is throw people in jail so is just so does jeff session jeff session mm-hmm. they yeah, want to put yeah, people yeah. in jail like you know, I I can't believe like I mean maybe maybe I think a little differently. I mean, my wife is a psychologist. Like i I've, I've I understand you know just from being around her and having discussions with her because I love that shit. Yeah. I mean, I love knowing how the you know the mind works. Right,
1: tremendously interesting. Oh
0: it's, oh, very. And you throwing someone in jail does not do anything. You have to change the mind.
3: Right. Oh, it, it does do something. Oh, yeah. it, it makes them a better <laughs> criminal for when right. they get out. You exactly. Right. You get right. locked up for uh, heroin and you need to make money to support that heroin addiction. Boy, go to jail. Prisoner. That's prison uh, 101. That's college yeah, for them. That's crim- you know? yeah. criminology 101. Oh, you, need right. an yeah. income, you need an income for your heroin ad- addiction? Well, here, I'll show you how to steal cars. Can, I'll teach yeah. you how to. I can to get pick you your locks. heroin
1: <laughs> and some money. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> how about that? Uh-huh. So, yeah, but, I mean, that's the result we're really seeing out of it. Oh, Absolutely, Um, absolutely. And the one thing
1: in the discussions, particularly with Curtis Hill, they always talk about the anti-marijuana people always talk about, hey, it's horrible, it's so bad, and all list all the different, you know, supposed statistics about the uh, negative outfall. But they never talk about, they never talk about how bad the current situation is, how much money they're spending arresting, investigating, and, and confining people who use this plant. Yeah. All right? They don't talk about all of the uh, money that's wasted, all, all of the, you know, stop and think about the impact that it has in terms of police-community relations, yeah. right? Nobody's going to really be in favor of the police if they're afraid the police are going to stop them and, and arrest them because they've got a joint. Yeah. And nobody ever talks about that. The people are, are prohibitionists, uh, the law enforcement people, they're actually feeding the beast that they're trying to kill, that they're claiming they want to kill, okay? Because oh. prohibition doesn't work. It never has worked. No, no. And it just perpetuates that whole cycle all right yeah. and they get more and more laws and more and more guns and more and more uh you know funding to combat the the war on drugs it has never worked it will never work but they won't give it up because it's their livelihood yeah. hey,
3: you know it's it's funny uh curtis hill for instance he likes to villainize us cannabis advocates he wants to make us look bad uh, like in his op-ed with the indie star and uh, it kind of, I, I kind of got a chuckle out of it because he, one of the things he mentioned was how big industry, big corporation, big money is coming into this movement, funding it. Well, I am one of the leading advocates for the state of Indiana in this movement, and I have not seen a damn penny. I want to know where this money is that he's talking about. Where's the big money so we can cash in? Who's donating to you know? yeah. like, we, uh, Look at the bank account. It's not big money, and uh, but right. we're doing what we can with what we have. And uh, yeah. uh, But when you do look, start looking at money, start talking about money, Curtis Hill, well, let's look in on the, that. And then when you do, you start seeing all of this forfeiture money that he's depending on to, uh. to make offices nice and add more employees. You know, so then when you start thinking about that, uh, you start looking a little further into the money, and you start finding out things like the, what was in the indie Star not long ago. He's spending thousands of dollars to, for a painting in his office. Got to make it look nice, right. but thousands over—I I can't remember the number, but it was—I think it was over ten grand for a damn painting. I would look. I would. You guys I'll pay should look a painting
0: for up. ten grand. I tell you,
3: <laughs> uh, top of the line furniture, and you know, and and word is he did the same thing up in Goshen area, up in Elkhart area with stomping grounds you know uh, early on didn't have much for an office and didn't have many people working under him but boy once he started uh, kicking up the drug enforcement in that area and he started forfeitures man did his office get nice (laughs) quick and boy (laughs) wouldn't someone like that want to keep that money coming in
1: it's just such an easy target to arrest people for uh, marijuana and last time I saw a statistic half half of the drug arrests that are made in the United States were from marijuana
0: oh yeah I don't doubt that at all
1: so it really, the war on drugs is really a war on marijuana. Absolutely. And when you start to investigate, we don't need need to get into it now. But the whole, the whole war on drugs is based on a lie. Okay. The lie is that one of the lies is that the drugs are bad, and the second lie is the the only way to approach this and solve this problem is by arresting people for using them. Yeah. Okay. And it has its roots in in racism and political expediency on Nixon's part. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the people who are still continuing to push for prohibition, okay, and increasing, like, Sessions and, and Curtis Hill, uh, they're really pushing a policy that doesn't work. It's never worked. It's inefficient, and it has its roots in racism and political expediency. It has nothing to do with the drugs. It's never been about the drugs.
0: Well, I mean, we tried it with alcohol, and it didn't work.
4: <laughs> it didn't work.
1: work. <laughs> so they, don't, they keep thinking it's going to work, <laughs> but it's not going to work.
3: The one thing that hap- – the thing that happened – out of the alcohol prohibition uh, is uh, no different than what's happening now with the drug epidemic. It increased crime. Yeah. Uh, the mafia had, that was in right. the, the mafia's prime was during the alcohol oh, prohibition. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how the mafia got started, yeah. Boy, did they take a hit once alcohol was legal again. But oh, yeah. they quickly recovered once they have these drugs to start getting oh, in yeah, on. Oh, you know? yeah, So Drugs are illegal.
1: Let's do that. Yeah, the one... Because of profit market. The uh-huh. only
3: thing any uh, making anything illegal does is uh, just it just creates a black market that then creates a whole list of problems along with that black market. Yeah. And uh, nothing has... It's never helped the situation. And, and yeah, I really believe that... Uh, Uh, Our best bet is through education. You know, Uh, if you could legalize something like cannabis for our state, have uh, roughly half a billion dollars in tax income coming in. uh, Imagine what that would do for our schools. And when you talk about investing money in schools, that is the one cure all. If you could throw tax money at any single thing to hopefully cure all problems. It would be education Uh, through that money you'd have new engineers coming out with problem solving uh doctors and nurses you name it all of these people coming out of education we could be throwing that money into our education system right now instead of closing these schools down like what's happening in the city i don't know about other places in the state but the city we're closing schools down every year i see another school closed you know it's just sad and uh ips is just falling apart and uh Yeah, it's just we need to bring in more revenue besides a little bit of gas tax. It's just going to go straight to roads anyway. Hey, I noticed, BJ, you've got
1: I was going to talk, looking looking over BJ's shoulder, and he's got some information on the web of marijuana arrests. Can you tell tell us a little bit about that, BJ?
2: This is about 2000. It's in 2010, so which means most likely it'll it'll be going up due to inflation, but it's like $3.6 billion states waste enforcing
1: marijuana laws every year.
0: This this is all 50 states combined, Uh, right? $3.6 $3.6 has
1: to be, right? $3.6 billion just for arresting people for a plant that grows naturally that you can grow in your backyard. And it's hard to kill. <laughs> it's hard to kill because it's a weed. Literally, it's a weed. And blacks
2: are nearly uh, four times more likely than whites to be arrested for marijuana possession, even though... Uh, blacks and whites basically use uh, pot about the same rate yep. so there's that, no difference yeah. So that I mean, is
3: one of the huge problems that I was uh, I wanted to try to get the ACLU on but I guess it's not enough yet but uh, ACLU is adamantly voicing against it pointing out the problem and, and I wish they would pursue a case with that because the racial disparity of it I guess there's no case but with the racial disparity it's a huge problem and uh, uh, you're not just uh, arresting this person uh, when you arrest someone for that you're you're taking their ability to go to college in the future away most cases uh, to get it's, it's going to yeah. damage their credit probably you know mm-hmm. damage their uh, realization or the chan- lower their chances of getting a good job and being contributing to being a contributor to, the tech, uh, to society right, as right. they should and well,
1: uh, well and it's interesting too you mentioned the disparity in uh, racial arrests I would I would ask everybody who's listening to the, to the uh uh podcast today to go out and google Harry Anslinger and some of his quotes and read some of his quotes the things he was saying back in the 30s to get marijuana made illegal okay cuz they're unbelievably blatantly racist Oh absolutely a
0: lot this, of it, it was, was it was to, it was to to get blacks and right. uh, Hispanics arrested exactly. exactly to get them out of the country exactly a lot of exactly. it was uh,
3: against Hispanics like uh, yeah. Indiana th- had the you know in the 30s at the same time when all this was happening uh, Indiana was one of the states doing it they had a repatriotism, I think it was called repatriate. I'm pretty sure repatriotism is what they called it but what it was was shipping mexicans that lived here and helped start the state indiana up in the northern section they forced them families that were some of them born here you know forced them back to mexico yeah. and uh uh, some of them managed to get back you know and uh, come back to Indiana but some just stayed down there and but anyway all of that same that was happening all over the country and Racial, they yeah. they took this uh what they called the evil uh, Mexican devil weed and uh, that's the kind of language and propaganda that they well, used in they the 30s t- to get it
0: that's how they got the term marijuana exactly exactly yeah. I mean, marijuana a, marijuana is actually tobacco but it's a wild tobacco grown in Mexico
1: well it's it's a disparaging term it's a slang term yeah. that was used yeah the correct I mean, it was, it was
0: always say. i mean you even you You look back in like the old movies and stuff, where it was like cannabis elixir. Like it was always called cannabis. Yeah, and it it wasn't until the '30s with Reefer Madness and all this other stuff where they they you know took the term marijuana you know because it was a Mexican tobacco and they wanted to make it sound more more Hispanic, more Mexican, just
3: feeding off of the hatred that was going on in the country in the '30s. And absolutely, it's it's sad. It's it's. the few elites manipulating the, the masses is what it is. you know yeah.
1: Well, it's a police state mechanism is what it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yep. But what he was saying was big business is already involved. That's why it failed in Ohio in 2015. That was a monopoly. Well, yeah, before, that was. There's 10%. Yeah, per, teen, yeah they, but they were handpicking who can actually yeah, have those right, farms. Yeah. And then, uh, actually, that's what I was reading on. Because right now, what they're trying to do on Wall Street, they're trying to say, trying to find the next Amazon or whatever, yeah, so the Google, or yeah, Microsoft. So, yeah. so people were, uh, and Mark Cuban even came out and predicts that this will make someone a trillion dollars. If they, that's why they're trying, that's the problem. Is in California now, the prices have dropped so much because people were uh, they're flooding the market so that yeah. that way they can get in on it. <clears throat> so California's already go through already going through it already. Where a lot of people are investing and in buying uh, dispensaries and flooding the market, though that's it. That's the only thing that scares me the most about all this.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, if, you know, I mean, with anything, I mean, with you know, demand. I mean, if
3: if you've got 50, if, yeah. if you've got yeah. fifty over,
0: billion by twenty twenty six,
3: the market will <laughs> adjust itself as more states pick it up. You know, things will even out. Right now, you have the everyone just concentrated in these limited yeah. this limited number right. of states, uh, but. And it's funny you brought up Ohio while we're over here in Indiana trying to prove to legislators that cannabis even has medicinal value. The fight they're having right now over in Ohio is just they don't have enough dispensaries. They're trying to figure out how many dispensaries they want and how many locations so they know all the Mm -hmm. patients are close enough just like any patient would want to be close to their pharmacy. Oh, you know? yeah. And uh, right now, some people in Ohio would have to drive 30 to 50 miles or so to get to their nearest dispensary. So that's <coughs> that's their fight. They mm-hmm. want their patients to have better access to the medicine that's legal over there. Yeah. So are we surrounded now? No. Kentucky, not yet. Kentucky, Kentucky, not yet. Kentucky's limited like we are with CBD. Okay. Uh, but their she- governor said he's willing to sign a bill. If the right cannabis bill made it to his desk, he would sign it. Yeah. But getting it through their house is hard right now. But Michigan has Michigan went?
1: Michigan has, but I think that the powers that be, the governor and the Republicans that are controlling the legislature are really trying to do everything they can to put roadblocks and, and make it difficult and, and delay yeah. the full implementation of it. So
0: they're, so they're strictly medical, no, yeah. no They're medical no, up there. And they're, they're,
1: still, they're still trying. To, last time I, I – it's been a while since I've researched that, and it would bear – would uh, be a good idea to do more research, but yeah. they're they're well, still trying. They're nitpicking, and if you're not exact, if not following the regulations exactly, they're doing everything they can to try and and and. Uh, stop that and make yeah. it difficult. Put obstacles in its path.
0: But Illinois is wreck, right?
1: Illinois is is passed medical and they're and they just passed medical, so they're yeah, in the mad, right. in the midst of implementing that. and How we're going to roll it out? Gotcha. And
3: touching on that, you know, we are pretty much surrounded. We're yeah. close enough to it, more and less, uh, Kentucky's coming soon. But being
0: here in Indianapolis, we're more or less <laughs> surrounded by.
3: I want it. everyone. I, mean. I want everyone to think about it for a second on the fact that Illinois, Ohio, and Michigan has medical cannabis now. Now, this is an ever-growing number of patients that are treating themselves through cannabis. This is an ever-growing number also of patients who want to, you know, take their medicine with them when they travel. Now, if someone in Ohio wants to visit family in Illinois or, uh, you know, on the other side of Indiana, they're more likely going to go around us up north, up Michigan, and bypass the risk of going to prison for a long time for merely possessing your medicine. Yeah. Uh we have an ever-growing number of our neighbors avoiding our state, not spending money in hotels and gas like we need them to to support our roads. So now we're increasing gas, gas tax to yeah. try to make that up. And our General Assembly, last assembly, they had a limited budget. They had uh, Their budget was knocked down quite a bit, and that was because of a decrease in sales tax. And... Uh, the decrease in sales tax, I can't help but think, has a lot to do with the decreased number of people visiting our state now because yep. they're patients that will go to jail for possessing their medicine here. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Ohio <laughs> had to do something because their de- uh, opiate deaths were ungodly. Yeah, they, that
0: was like the,
3: one of the worst still, states
0: in the country. They were right? right? still right. terrible. And they,
2: well, now, your prescription, you have to go every week to get it. You cannot get Oh, you can't get a month no. supply. You can only get a couple days supplies.
1: Wow. See, I mean, that's the kind of little nitpicky regulations that they're trying to do. To and again. then as,
2: and the people that need it, I mean, think about it. If you're sixty-five, six years old, and you take it. That means you have to drive up there. You're already on a fixed income. You already yeah. have to. And then, you, and then, like Indiana requires you to go. Like in every, um, they only give, can give you two at a time. So every four months, you have to go to the doctor required by the state of Indiana to pay for a drug test that you pay for. That's mandated by the state of Indiana, which is one hundred and thirty bucks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and now, and, and it's a drug testing racket. Yeah. And, um, yep. even worse, I didn't pay it. I even, still haven't paid it. <laughs> I didn't pay either one of them. <laughs> even
3: worse is the what they're doing to our veterans now the, through the VA. From what I hear, uh, they're cutting our veterans off quickly now at the VA off the pain medicine. Oh, really? And, uh, now yeah. you know to qualify, you have to go through psych. You have to see a psychologist, and you have to go through all. So many it. hoops to jump through now, and they're making it harder and harder. While
2: that's just so they they cover their bases, and that's that's all. This is all this about is to cover their bases.
3: Well, the politicians, a yeah. lot of them are
1: just afraid to say, stand up and say, "This is wrong. Yeah. We need to do something different." That's what's so exciting about Representative Lucas, is a Republican who's finally saying, "Lo, we need to do something about yeah. this. We need to look at this." Uh, and um. he
3: he was no different Rep. representative Lucas was no different than any other Republican in the state House uh, early on he was against it like it like a lot of them were uh, more and more are coming around now they see it as what it is but yes. but for a while he was just kind of you know not ignoring it but he just didn't think it was the issue that we were saying it was but then he started looking in on some of the data and he started really doing his own research and a lot of
1: constituents are coming to him too saying that uh, we should do this
3: a whole lot of constituents calling him too to encourage him to do that but anyway i I saw he's got
1: some
0: backers oh man several several republicans fort wayne um i can't remember well not uh fort
3: wayne fort wayne might be tough their house their their the, legisl- the legislators out of the Fort Wayne area is probably some of the louder uh, opposition, okay. and uh, along with Bar- uh, Speaker of the Long. House Brian Bosma. Yeah, Senator Long out of Fort Wayne. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's very loud, loudly against it, and uh, uh, Brian Bosma, the Speaker of the House. They're kind of limiting things. But, but, but Lucas, G- Jim Lucas, he went from against it to now he is now on Facebook if you look at his Facebook page he's posting more medical cannabis stuff than most of us advocates he's oh, he's really? become an advocate of his own yeah. and uh, he's really he sees it for the moral issue that it is and now he, he just dead set on getting it done
1: and the hell of it is. And now it's going to be a winning issue from an electoral standpoint. Yeah. I mean, the constituents well, are coming out of their woodwork saying, hey, we want to do this yeah. and supporting him. So. Well, that's
0: why we were talking about that earlier. And I was sitting here thinking, I was like, man, it's like if you were running, you know, coming in, we vote November, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you come out and said, hey, I'm for medical cannabis, I, I'm just, because, I mean, what was it, like 75% of Hoosiers? Right. Want, you're going to get more than likely get exactly. that 75%. Exactly. You know, I mean, how how could you lose, you know? If you're you're legit, you know, for it and you're going to get it passed, you know, as much as you you can. why would you not
1: well and that's that's the most important thing that people can do so like i said we have won the culture wars everybody wants to do that but most of the people everybody it's real easy to say yeah i support it and i want to change the laws it's a whole different thing to get people to get off their seats and to call their legislators and to send letters and let them and voice our support for this okay because once the once the politicians have cover for that like like jim lucas they're going to realize, hey, this is a winning issue. We should do this, and it's going to help me, not hurt me. And
3: yeah. the most important part of what Jack just said is call. More than anything, call. Yeah. Uh, writing them, it, yeah. it can be effective, but that's too easy for them to ignore it. Oh, uh, emails yeah. to
1: emails the same yeah, way. Email, uh,
3: writing in any way. But when you call their office and you have their legislative assistant uh, taking message and after message for this issue, you're going to get on that legislative assistant's nerves and yeah. you're going to make him mention it to the yeah. legislator. Hey, I'm tired of these calls coming in. Maybe this is something you want to look in on. You know, yeah. and That's how you are effectively lobbying these legislators. Yeah, Harass them through the phone. Yeah. If you're, so, so if you're out
1: here listening to this broadcast, then you need to pick up the phone and call your legislator. Go to your local uh, town hall meetings when the you know representatives are out talking to the public and voice your opinions and let them know that this is something they should be looking at.
3: Yeah. And, and not just that, uh, something else that uh, I want to encourage every Hoosier to do, not only contact your legislator, but contact your local news organizations. If you see this as the issue that it is and you know, just as I do, that this needs to be covered more, Call, call your local uh, news affiliate, your favorite. Get on their website and click on the news tip button, you know. Make sure they're aware of what's going on in this state. Make sure they're covering it like you want them to cover it. And, uh... Just encourage them to get out there and, and uh, put a spotlight on this issue, not for anyone but Hoosier patients that need it so desperately. And uh, that will dramatically speed up the process of right. uh, just getting it through every, every step will go faster if they were to just – if we get – 30 people a month. It yeah. wouldn't take much contacting yeah. these news organizations and get it, encouraging them to cover it more.
1: And obviously, one of the things we want to do is uh, if you're in the Indianapolis area on Saturday, August 26th, at noon, come to the Indiana State Library. That's the State Library downtown on 315 West Ohio Street. And uh, here are the latest uh, developments in terms of the research and the science and also the legislative uh, efforts that are being made.
0: Now, I know you talked about the two uh, professors. They're going to they're be there, right? That right. Yeah. We'll, right. Who,
3: else, who else do we have that's okay. going to speak? We'll have uh, – Okay, first speaker will be Representative Sue Arrington out of the Muncie area. Yep. Uh, just under Karen Tallian, Senator Tallian, she has uh, submitted the most medical cannabis bills. Yeah. I think uh, Karen Tallian started one year before <laughs> Arrington, so uh, they're really close to uh, tied on that. And so Arrington will be the first speaker, and then Representative Jim Lucas will be coming up after her. Uh, and then we'll have former Representative uh, Republican Tom Nolman. Uh, coming up and speaking. Uh, Then after that, we will be going into the professor's presentations. Uh, It'll be Professor Thomas Clark from IU South Bend. He's the chairman of the biology department. He'll be presenting his study. And then following that, we will have uh, Professor Chad Bartolone out of Ivy Tech. He's he teaches paramedic science, and he's also a working paramedic. Uh, he'll be presenting his study. His study actually points or uh, focuses uh, mostly on uh, how medical cannabis will help with battling the opioid epidemic we're currently dealing with. Gotcha. Uh, and then after that, we'll have. Uh, oh,
1: wait, Steve Dillon and G- Steve Dillon, who's the chairman of National Normal, is going to be talking. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of users that may be
3: speaking. Retired Air Force Captain yeah, Jason, uh, Jason Straw. Straw, who I, I want to make he's sure a trauma nurse. Yeah, I want to make sure people know about him too. He he's behind the scenes more than anything else, but he is a very valuable tool to Indiana's cannabis revolution. Not okay. enough people know about this guy. Okay. I rely heavily on Jason Straw. Indiana Normal is beginning to rely heavily on him, seeing him for what he has. He's very very
1: detail oriented.
3: Extremely detail oriented. He's a captain from the Air Force. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he he was a critical care nurse, air combat uh, medic. He was saving lives in Afghanistan, and then uh, he was he worked on the transport plane shipping the patients, the veterans to uh germany to get work on after that you know keeping them alive till they got to germany and then when he got here he started working on uh uh, as a registered nurse and uh he ended up uh working with this patient that uh, had intractable epilepsy 100 plus seizures a day terrible in a wheelchair i mean pretty much out of it the whole time you know not aware of his surroundings and all and uh they started testifying this patient this patient's parent and jason started testifying at the state house that's how i met him at a senate committee for cbd and uh well anyway that patient uh come to find out is now holding conversations and oh uh, no shit uh, oh man so much progress and uh (laughs) uh they turns out a lot of what his problem was was the medicine that they were giving him just putting him in a medicated coma oh absolutely uh, medicated coma what happened and uh so anyway When he saw that, like he was already for it enough to help that parent out and testify, you know, but when he saw the actual result, the way he found out was he, after a while he had to quit working because of migraines and problems, health problems of his own. But uh, he went back to visit this patient and he saw the improvement and this was before 1148 became law so she was afraid to say admit that she was treating him this, with that oh and, uh, so he went up he saw all this dramatic change this progress he said what do you what happened like what do you do like what yeah. happened you know <laughs> i can't yeah. believe what i'm saying here yeah. and, and then finally she broke down and told him hey it's cbd that's that's what's happening and, wow. and when he heard that man he is he's on it now and oh uh, yeah he's uh yeah he does more research for indiana's cannabis revolution than anyone i know and like the professors that are doing that are presenting their studies yeah uh i'm sure they were impressed when they met him chad hasn't met him yet but thomas clark has uh a lot of. I mean, he's got more data than them. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's on it you with want, this yeah. You want
1: to find out some details? You just. Hey, I want to find out about this, and boom! Next thing you know, you have got 16 different references. No, joke. every There's angle. Every wow.
3: And uh, Very and good. yeah, without Jason Straw, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I can't speak for anyone else, but I know my advocacy would be nowhere near as effective as it is yeah. right now. Like he's a major key. Wait, hey, BJ,
1: what's that? What's the date on that? Jim Lucas. It says the NPR.
3: Two hours ago. I was going to say that.
1: Go ahead and read that, read that for me? Jim you... Luke is actually from my hometown. Yeah, oh, no, I right. noticed that too. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> I,
0: I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at awesome. this morning and it said <laughs> Seymour, and I went, "Son of a uh, bitch!" <laughs> That's beat. <laughs> that. Hang yeah,
1: he no?
2: NPR. He's he's at NPR. Just contacted me and wants me to do a story on my medical cannabis mm-hmm. legislation.
3: And that
1: was because that was a direct result of David talking to the people
3: at NPR. Yeah. Like oh, really? What? Well, I sent, Yeah, they. Well, it's not that I sent them. It's just uh, Chad, uh, Professor. Uh, Bartolone contact got a hold of them and let, just brought it to their attention what's happening in the state and they jumped on it quick and yeah. they uh, came down and interviewed me yesterday and uh, got a hold of mr Lu- mr lucas and uh uh representative errington they'll be interviewing her too but they're going to do a whole story statewide on medical cannabis movement in the state
2: oh good what is k-r-a-t-o-m
3: that's the oh, uh kratom. that kratom Say.
2: Oh. It says it's a natural plant that yeah. has proven to help people with opiate dependency. Yes, it, it's
0: not uh, legal in the state of Indiana.
3: Well, I That's I what know. it says. Yeah. Uh, on the federal level, uh, I don't think it's illegal in every it's, state. Uh, it's just Indiana. The federal, they tried to. The, uh, are trying to? Trying
0: well, to cla- yeah. The DEA tried to make it um, a Schedule One, and the outcry from the Kratom community was so outrageous. Huge. The DEA was like, okay, well, we're going to delay yeah. this to try to see. And you had... Um, I can't remember who it was that was talking about it, um, but you had to a certain point or a certain date, and I believe that date ended in May, I think, where you were to send messages to the DEA, mm-hmm. and uh, I, th- I want to say they ended up with like, I don't know, half a million. Yeah, um, wow. I know Vice Channel ran with when it. Yeah, it to you. the DEA about this, so they delayed that. So technically, it's still legal, Nationally, but in the state of Indiana, you can't get it. So
2: well, you can order through Virginia Botanicals.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I,
0: yeah, I went on and tried to find because I mean, I, it's not only uh, opioid. Um, you know, um, use it instead. I can't even think of the word, but um, I mean, it helps with it helps. I mean, you can use it on your own, and it helps with a lot of different stuff. It's kind of like kind of like CBD. I mean, it's a natural plant.
2: Yeah i was just going through and i just like wow there's just so much stuff on. i there. had
3: no idea what it even was until that outcry when they started to say yeah. they're going to outlaw it and that's yeah. when like vice and other yep. show, they, they picked it up and ran with it and
0: because you can get it in like like tea like T form or you can get it in a, in a uh, capsule form uh, Um but it's 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 I, I don't know enough about it to even talk about well, it.
1: Well, the DEA would outlaw air if they could. Only
2: if they can go seize it from someone too. What's that? Yeah, air?
4: Yeah, if they
3: could it'd be like it? Spaceballs—the
2: yeah. movie all be all being cans. You know, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> then you'd have to get it from them and buy it. Yeah, and they
3: show up with a huge vacuum. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we, I, uh, I, I it, it frustrates me. All this frustrates me. It really does. <laughs> it absolutely frustrates me um, that we are. It is now. It is 2017, and with all the information that we have out there, uh, anywhere with this, with this, you know, the Google machine, you mm-hmm. know, all this that that we're still having to have these conversations. You know, I, I love having oh. these conversations with you. Oh yeah. But it's 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 the fact that we still have to have this conversation. It's sad. Over.
1: Over a fucking plant. Yeah. Well, the thing it, the thing that irritates me is, like you said, it's 2017, and you don't have people who are saying, okay, maybe we might want to perchance look at it. You've got yeah. people like Jeff Sessions yeah. and Curtis Hill coming out with the same kind of lies and distortions that they had 40 years ago. And trying to clamp down on this when they know it won't work. That's what irritates me. And uh, trying to continue the war on drugs when it's been an abject failure.
3: And that's another thing that uh, Hoosiers can do that really want to try to help us in making this change for the state is uh, not only contacting legislators, not only help us with contacting the news outlets and spreading the word, uh, getting encouraging them to cover it more, but also contact IPAC, uh, Indiana Prosecutors Association, and uh, let them know that you are unhappy. When with the lies that they have on their website and that you are unhappy with the fact that they are putting so much energy and time into pushing against cannabis when we have an opioid epidemic that's killing more Hoosiers than homicides and firearms combined. Yeah, yeah. And and That's it, a I've huge had, part. Yeah.
1: Indiana for Prosecuting Attorneys Council, and they've come out with a straight DEA uh, line about how bad marijuana is and they need to continue to make it illegal. Yeah, And the thing that's really insidious is that they're having... People like the Rocky Mountain high-intensity drug people come in and do presentations oh, yeah, they are. to the school superintendents and other people. Nobody else – you're not hearing about this, but they're bringing all the school superintendents together, and these guys are coming in and talking about what a wreck it's been in Colorado and how horrible it is, and we can't legalize it, and, and it'll just be a disaster for Indiana. But, so the Indiana Prosecuting Attorneys Council is the number one opponent that we've got.
3: They And when this, he says opponent, I mean, that's – He's talking they are brainwashing our legislators, and they are a major reason why many of these legislators are believing uh, there's no medical value and that it's only in, uh, inducing the existing drug drug epidemic. Right. Uh, they, in Senate meetings, I could not believe it. Aaron Egingard out of Ohio County, uh, he's now the uh, deputy attorney general just under Curtis Hill. <clears throat> they, When they testify, man, they use tactics like, like with CBD last year when we we're getting that through, they were testifying saying that there this would be one step closer to meth lab like explosions breaking out throughout the state of right. Indiana. Wait, what the hell? <laughs> Wait, they've already been exploding. There's a, you can go to YouTube and see more
2: and see one explode. I mean that was ten years ago. And yeah.
3: the thing is, when you legalize it, it's no longer there's and the you know from the explosions they were referring to was early on with technology extracting uh, if you wanted to make concentrate, yeah, people yeah. would use but. Which is heavier than air, and then if there's a spark and you have that concentrated butane in the area, it's going to spark an ignition. Right. But the thing is, when you legalize it, they don't need to be making it home anymore like that. Yeah, it can be, be done be in a controlled yeah, environment, exactly. and that's how you make it safer. But you know, didn't, didn't dare just
0: not too long ago take cannabis out of their wording.
1: I really, I've heard oh, that. I don't, I I don't I know not for not sure. Okay,
0: because I remember, I remember seeing that. Yeah, because I it, hope that's true. A, that's it, awesome. it took. I want to say it took cannabis out of. Out of their warding
1: as a gateway drug. Yeah, I've heard. Good.
0: I've heard both. I heard
1: that, and I've heard. I don't know if it's been accurate or not. It could. So be. I remember I, when it
0: came out. I tried. I read what I where I saw it, and then I tried to do a little research on it. And there wasn't a whole lot of information out mm-hmm. about it. I don't know if they wanted to try to just be quiet about it and just take it out, oh, and not uh, really tell anybody.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, we were wrong. <laughs> We've been lying <laughs> to you for forty years. <laughs> you know,
3: touching on uh, the uh, the whole. Uh, well, where is I going with that? The the black market. Um, right now, we have. My, uh, I just lost my track of time, track of thought. <laughs> what, what did you just touch on a second the ago? The dare, the dare, the oh, dare. Yeah, okay, oh, yeah. the the gateway theory. That's yeah. where I wanted to go. I apologize for that. Uh, the gateway theory. If let's think about this for a second. The gateway theory. What they're saying it is is uh, if you don't do any drugs at all, and then you pick up yeah. some marijuana, <laughs> it's suddenly going to make you crave this chemical that's in some other drug that you've never introduced to your body before. Uh-huh. That is an impossibility. Uh-huh. You're not going to suddenly crave something that you've never had before. Now, if it, certain situations, if you were to say, if you take this medicine and then you try another medicine, you could be more susceptible to addiction to that other medicine if you were to just try it. It's not a craving that's doing it. It's just you having to try it. But the, the truth is uh, the black market is the gateway. These street yeah. dealers are All the right. gateway. When you have a person that can't go to the store to get uh, cannabis like these other states, they're going to go to a drug dealer on the street. And that drug dealer is no different from any other business person. He's wanting to upsell. He wants upsell. to make that money. It's, <laughs> it's what it is. It's upselling. And so so they upsell. They Hey, man, I got this opioid. I got this heroin. I got this uh, pain pill. I've got uh, this meth. The fentanyl. You know?
2: that's
0: the no, biggest
3: fentanyl,
2: one oh, yeah. fentanyl, Fent- fentanyl
0: God. a oh, teaspoon my. of
3: this would kill dozens of people I, I, It's the, my buddy's
0: that, his wife has Crohn's she has fentanyl patches that she has to
1: wear because wow, that, that's man. what they want me to that's oh, what they want
2: me to switch to at one Are point in time me? you're kidding me yeah
3: and it does that's
1: nasty
2: and nasty because if it pops open uh, right. it could just it'll it, oh
3: yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah it yeah. does have its medical use, and without that, some patients would be, you know, suffering so badly it's unimaginable. So, I mean, I, I don't want to totally bad mouth like fentanyl and other medications. It has its uses, but, but the the reason this shit's being abused is because of the dealers that are upselling more than anything. Oh yeah, there's only one gateway, and that's the black market street dealer. Absolutely, that's, and
1: that's the problem. The prohibition is causing the problem.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. in exchange, if if the black market street dealer is the gateway, that would actually mean prohibitions the gateway oh because exactly. without prohibition the it wouldn't you know you got? the street dealer it, it, wouldn't exist
2: uh the art that's actually missing uh, the original um content originally published on the dare website that was linked to the first paragraph of this story is no longer available but it looks like in 2016 they actually removed marijuana as a gateway wow. from their website but they still have um the gateway theory basically claims that people who start using soft substances such as marijuana then go into hard drugs like heroin or cocaine uh so we, we've heard an argument before but it's still the funny part is i think it still lists tobacco and alcohol as a gateway drug now
1: well yeah. tobacco and alcohol are more gateway drugs than marijuana yeah i i mean
3: i just don't think there's any such thing as a gateway people. yeah that's true it's just people like, like uh aaron was touching on it's uh people it's human nature you want to seek a buzz you know what i mean you want to kind of uh, relax after a hard day some people right. want to get a beer some people they have different things that they do to try to escape reality for a minute if you will get a little bit of relaxation after a hard day of work take a break uh, the glass of wine whatever <laughs> uh so all, you know, like fully legalizing cannabis would do is give those same people that just simply want to buzz a safer option for that buzz that will relax them. Uh, less chance of getting uh, drunk and violent like you could do with alcohol or dying from these other medicine, these other drugs. And uh, so it's, it's a safer alternative for the people who are sickle- simply wanting to relax at the end of the day also. And uh,
1: yeah, and and, and going backing along on that, my brother said humans have wanted to alter their consciousness as soon as they found out they had a consciousness yeah <laughs> yep. okay I mean that the the whole idea is that you've got to take people want to, to alter their outlook okay and you're not going to stop that nor should you stop that okay and by making these things illegal it drives it underground it it brings in the criminal element. And more importantly, another thing that you don't talk about too much, there's the forbidden fruit. Okay, If yeah. you're a kid all right, and you want to defy your parents, where well, you're going to do something that's nasty and <laughs> illegal and wrong. <laughs> yeah. you know, if you can go to the store, all of a sudden, my, my son was out in Colorado several, I oh, don't last year or so. And uh, he was out there with some buddies. And he said, hey, listen, you guys, there were some locals there. And, hey, you guys want to go out and get high? He goes, "Yeah, no, it's not a big deal. Okay. So Also the forbidden fruit, yeah. it's not such a driving factor that, hey, we Absolutely. need to try this to be a rebel. Yeah. It's human
3: nature. You always want yep. what you don't have. Like oh, poor, poor people, oh, they right, think money right. will solve their problems. Once you get money, guess what? You just have a totally different list of problems. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you always want what you don't you, have. You got, you got exactly. problems, you just happen to have money now. Yeah. <laughs> it'll delay misery, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's. But yeah, and, and another thing that made uh, the whole gateway theory stick for so long and make it make it believable because it was because people were seeking a buzz simply seeking a buzz and when you are seeking a buzz you're going to start off light you're not going to start off with the hard stuff if you start no. drinking you're I'm not, not going sure to marine s- Dowd you're, yeah, to Colorado. And- <laughs> you're, you're not going to start drinking with hard whiskey you're probably going to sip a beer first oh yeah now, that beer wasn't necessarily a gateway to the whiskey it was just the the option you chose first yeah. before moving on and yeah. uh that's why so many people when you talk to a drug addict oh for i started smoking weed and then i moved on and started doing this and that you know well it wasn't because of the weed that he started doing this and that it was just that happened to be bitter. his first safest most comfortable option to get a buzz yeah. and then uh, then after that he's like well i'm going to try this out and try yeah. that out it's well, that and they, simple. They,
1: in a lot of those cases they, they start out trying alcohol and uh, tobacco too yeah, yeah. well and so the, i
0: mean i th- you know i think the biggest gateway drug out of everything is it is well too caffeine and sugar
1: yeah. oh yeah nobody talks about and, sugar being a drug yeah
3: you gotta think about that too caffeine actually killed people like yeah. you you know these energy drinks there have oh, been yeah. ki- kids that died from this just this previous year you know yeah. so that has actually killed people where cannabis is non-toxic and has never killed anyone yeah and uh uh and what was the other one besides caffeine the sugar, sugar. sugar. Well, <laughs> well guess what sugar is sugar is the food for cancer Yeah. If you have cancer, the doctor is going to tell you don't eat sugar. Stay away from sugar because that's the one thing that cancer tumors eat and grow. So technically, sugar is a carcinogen. Yeah. And, uh, and, People have it in everything. It's, a, it's a highly yes.
1: refined white powder that's addictive. Okay, yeah. and it'll kill you. Yeah, it, now wait a minute. That sounds like heroin to me. Uh, dad. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I tell you what,
3: knowing this, I'm still not going to quit eating Frosted Flakes. <laughs> <laughs> I still like my Fruit Loops. <laughs> Fruit Loops. <laughs> but technically, Fruit Loops will kill you before cannabis. You? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, we're not judging here. We're not judging. <laughs> <laughs> this is a judgment-free zone. Son. <laughs> Do what you will, brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, a a hundred percent. You know, I got a my five-year-old loves chocolate, and I, I, you know, and, you know, we give it to them. And I'm not going to tell them they can't. You know, I mean, that's that's part of being a kid. Oh, you know, man. to get to have some right. sweets. But I, I can see one hundred percent how I'm. You know. I have an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. I absolutely do. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I welcome ma- to the club. <laughs> yeah, my mom did. You know, I do. You know, I mean, it, it's just, it's just, it's a trend, and mm-hmm. I see that in her where she's like, "Give me that chocolate. Give me that. I want some chocolate. She's I want kinda, some chocolate." Kind of twitching. <laughs> and I'm, just, and a little I'm like, chocolate. "Oh my god." <laughs> I was like, "This is this is going to be a problem." You know, yeah. and it, you know, and it does, and it scares the holy crap out yeah. of me. But, you know, I see cannabis as the solution. You know, I, I I see that as I don't okay, know,
3: man. Cannabis might make her want more chocolate.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, would, and, I would bet on that side and of the I'm, equation. Okay? And, I'm, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I
0: just I don't want her to get to alcohol. Exactly. Right. You know, I don't. I, you know, because I mean, my mom. My mom died. She's an alcoholic. I mean, that's why she died. You know. Yeah. So I don't want. I don't want her because I know that she's going to have she has my genetics yeah. and I know that she's going to have that addictive personality that's why so I, I want there to be an option for her to nothing. if she does need a vice you know to maybe calm down at night to relax you know let it be cannabis Yep. You know, I don't want it to be alcohol, you know, because I know where that leads. Oh, man. You know, alcohol, you just drink, 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 and drink. With cannabis, you can smoke, smoke. Okay, I'm hungry. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> that's right, that's right. I've you never, <laughs> I've never,
3: I know, believe it or not, I know a lot of people who smoke cannabis. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, shit. Seriously, shit. Be crazy too, <laughs> no kidding? I've never seen <laughs> a single no idea. I've never seen a single Can I one, meet some of them? <laughs> I've never met a single one that has blacked out and gone on a violent spree. I've never seen a single one, you <laughs> know, uh, smoke a joint and then decide to beat his wife. Yeah, I've right. never <laughs> yeah. I've never seen any of this, but I have seen it with alcohol. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. you know, alcoholism it's been a it's been in my family as well in yeah. different generations, and that's why I don't drink. Yeah. I see firsthand that that shit's dangerous, you know, and yeah. it will make the greatest of people turn into a violent prick before, it'll, you know, it. it'll
1: allow them to do that. It, it will, doesn't yeah, make them and do it. It allows them. To well, do whatever
3: happens, they turn into it and uh, alcohol is definitely the far more dangerous option.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I came across it. actually, actually came across this article this morning and I, I found it. I've, I, I've had a lot of these thoughts this is uh you know i know we're trying to be serious here and we want people to go out and you know to really push this movement um but i couldn't help but not bring this up because i thought it was absolutely funny all right because you know Regardless, you could smoke and smoke and smoke cannabis as much as you want, and you're never going to die. No. But you might have you might have some interesting thoughts. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially, for especially sure. if you're by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like I, you know, used to. You know, I didn't I didn't need to be around a crowd of people to to smoke. You know, yeah. I used it, you know, more or less medicinally to keep to make my mind just like stop going ape shit. Exactly. And you know, you could sit there and watch TV, and you'll have some some just some of the, the weirdest thoughts and just <laughs> things that come across your mind. But I came across this article this morning. This is called "21 Deep Thoughts We've All Had While High," <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to. I'll get to a lot of them. I'll skip through some because they weren't that good. But um, number one, what if our dreams are real and life is fake? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> what is reality <laughs> exactly? Number two, what if Earth is the island that we can't get off of? <laughs> Are we inside, surrounded by a movie screen, or are we outside of the movie screen? <laughs> the latter. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, that was not very funny. Um, <laughs> have I been talking out loud this entire time?
4: <laughs> That's a common one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: are the wall are now i've never had this one now i had this one on shrooms one time are the walls moving in or am i just growing bigger
1: oh <laughs> now that now that's a tripping one okay <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's, exactly. That's, mushrooms are tripping that has gotta be some mushrooms. not with or marijuana i never had uh let's
0: see uh those aren't very good uh, let's see uh is the world moving underneath me or am i moving on top of it <laughs>
3: one I can think of is, are they talking about me? Well, we're getting to, <laughs> oh, we're getting to that God. one. Okay. We're
0: getting to that one. That's a special one. That's a special one. <laughs> Number 10, what if there's a cheese shortage and we can never eat pizza again? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> how come your nose runs, but your feet smell? <laughs> now, I read. The, I actually had to read that one two or three times to really kind of understand what I'm saying uh my life's a reality show and i'm the host oh. <laughs> now this one I, this is kind of another one it must have been on shrooms uh what a fire is actually ballerinas dancing in another universe that's, that's pretty cool that's, that's, that's I've never deep heard of that before. that's deep wow. that's so deep i don't get exactly it. I, don't <laughs> get <it. laughs> I know now this this is one of my favorites here if a bunch of cats jump on each other is it still called a dog pile
4: mm.
1: what <laughs>
4: mm.
0: if a bunch of cats jump on each other is it still called a dog pile which I, I've never you know of course I've never really called
1: it a dog pile but I, was I, I it hit I it to get the it dog pile I get in it. The first place. yeah. yeah so, I've never heard that term before so. uh, that must be these damn uh, millennials <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and
0: this is one of my favorites as well this is number 17 is everything usually this funny <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: uh, that's an accurate one there uh, number 18 I wish I could fly
1: Been there? Mm -hmm. That's another tripping one, too. Art, Uh, Letter, I'm coming to you, Art.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number 19, what if uh, one day technology takes over humanity? Which I I think of that during the day. I'm I'm not high. Yes, yeah,
2: right. AI coming, yeah. And that's going to be it's that's happening. that's going to be a real problem Yeah, yeah. yeah. We,
3: yeah. I we, know some uh, people that work in the roads and trucking lobby, and uh, they definitely are scared of this whole automated driver oh, yeah.
1: system oh, for semi so well, We should we should yeah. have a we should have a uh, discussion about AI sometime.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a been, really uh, interesting. I've been doing discussion. a lot of research on it. We're worried about like um, taking our jobs and shipping them overseas or whatever, but we're totally missing this yeah. whole AI thing the, where. They've already replaced a lot of uh, how cars are made. A lot of it do it for them.
3: They're actually saying result of that is uh, likely the richer economies like America will actually have to switch over to a, a. two yeah. to four day work week maybe probably more than likely around three day work week uh because of the technology replacement yeah, it everyone. wasn't
1: it wasn't it was automation that's replacing yeah. these jobs more than anything else yeah, and yeah. nobody's addressing that yeah. well i
2: think i know why though and i'll make the one joke because like i said we take this very seriously on this one
1: because
2: <laughs> the nerds are hoping they can finally make a real life woman that's oh, why yeah. they're not fighting. They're, it. They already oh, have. They already they're making good, it. Yeah. Over in well, China. I saw the ones, the ones they can make, but it's almost to the point where it's. I saw the Japanese one. It freaked yeah. me out. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Like
2: she just stares at you.
3: They need one that agrees with everything you say, though. No, I'll I, reprogram
2: I, it. <laughs> <laughs> like mine would catch a virus where it starts telling you what, how she really feels. Yes, <laughs> you, just keep, you just keep hitting reset, delete, delete, delete. Damn you,
0: Elon Musk! <laughs> reminding
3: you of all your everything wrong Sorry, with you. <laughs> right. we, you don't clean enough.
0: <laughs> we got we got, a, we got a buddy that that uh, listens to our show is is Nate. Well, we call him Juice. He has a, a podcast called Juice in the Morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, of and um, his 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 biggest we were i, I put out a uh, some stuff on facebook this morning it was like hey if you have any questions opinions anything you know feel free to email us Let us know. i forgot to check the email for the show so there might be questions in there i don't know right. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh his his biggest thing was uh like whenever he would whenever he would you know smoke cannabis he would get paranoid mm. if he was out around people he didn't know uh. which kind of goes to the number 21 right here uh, is everybody? Everybody is staring at me <laughs> because he would. He thinks every time that he would go out in public, he thought that somebody he, yeah. that that they know. Every, I'm high. Everybody was in on a joke. Yeah. They know, and he was the joke. Right. And he, but he didn't know. You know, and he was just getting really paranoid.
1: Well, I, I call that. Uh, it's not really paranoia. It's acute self awareness. Yeah, I yeah. call it the yeah. chow.
0: Well, I call it paranoia. <laughs> 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 but see, and that's all, like I told him this morning. Like he said, he 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 was texting me, and. I can I, I was never a guy who ever got paranoid. Yeah. I never never was like I mean it, it you know it varies so much you know right. person to person. Like I was never a guy that got you know there was right. only one time I got paranoid and that's because I got pulled over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I got paranoid because the police were going to arrest me. Exactly. Imagine that, and
0: it was by a dare officer.
1: <laughs>
0: but thankfully, was that the Camaro? Uh, no, Mustang.
1: Mustang, Mustang. Mustang,
0: okay. Yeah, Mustang one. Because they had a Camaro one, too. Yeah, yeah. No, we had the Mustang, and he was actually my next-door neighbor. None, none, no. beats, none beats getting pulled over by irony. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> But yeah, he he, uh, he he pulled me over, and I gave him my ID, and he started to walk back to the car, and I could see him in my rearview mirror, and I could see him pull, pull my ID up and look at it, and he stopped, and I went... Oh, shit. shit. <laughs> and he turned around and he came back and opened the door up and he goes, what are you doing? He goes, will you pay attention to the road? And handed me my ID back and walked back and I was like, oh, thank God that dude it. was my neighbor. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: Missed a small town sometimes. I <laughs> yeah. really do. Yeah. He
3: was avoiding future awkward moments for sure. Um, you I'm, give yeah. your neighbor a ticket, yeah. go, you're not going to borrow a avoid- cup of <laughs> sugar later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> avoiding future awkward moments. Uh, I like that. Uh,
0: well, I will uh, wrap it up man I, I think we, I, we've we got a lot of good information today yeah but you got something you got something uh, we'll just
2: a s- couple of sad things well not a couple of sad things Jerry Lewis obviously passed away today yeah. uh, which would be yesterday considering he was a big influence him and Dean Martin together I think we're great and even by himself, he raised over two billion dollars. Wow! For Jerry, wow. Jerry's really, dad, yeah. I
3: didn't, I didn't know he passed. Yeah, he just passed. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Too bad, uh, so. The other thing is, we're so uh,
0: recording this on Sunday. Like this, literally, we just found this out like two hours yeah. ago.
2: <laughs> well, it would be everywhere Uh because yeah. he's had influence. Uh, uh Rick Flair's doing better, is he? Yep. He I was, heard. He's, so is he? he, he he's he's finally awake. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> he's finally awake. And then the uh, my son turns 14 on Tuesday. Are you
1: shitting me? Does he really? Yeah,
2: he'll be 14 Tuesday. Oh,
3: wow. Yeah, you know who else died today? Who? I love it. His youth because his son's turning 14, no. No? <laughs> uh, Yeah. Dick Gregory. <laughs> yeah,
1: yep, Dick oh, Gregory. Yep. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. he was the uh, oh. comedian and, yeah. and activist, yeah. social activist. Yeah. Very yeah. big and for a lot of years. Yeah. Great man. I think I
0: did, I did see that this morning. Yeah, that's a real shame.
2: And then the last thing, I just have a question for everybody here. Um, are am I the only one that's way behind the solar eclipse thing?
4: Wait, well, me? What do you mean? Well, I, do you th- mean? I think so.
2: <laughs> like I just. You just no, i, I you just see things about it, but I haven't really paid attention. Well, it's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, I know it's tomorrow. Two
3: thirty is the peak. But you can, you can
0: listen to this podcast <laughs> and watch it at the same time. You know? Yeah, actually,
2: I was like, everybody's flooding to Nashville because there's a certain. Um, yeah, I, there's a there's a line be the fool. that goes across to, the country. It's called
0: totality. Where it'll okay, be where you have one hundred percent. Yep, one hundred percent. See, right here in Indiana, we're only going to have like ninety-two yeah, percent.
1: is that 80, right? 90 percent. Yeah, like 5, and 9, you still 90%. can't look up at it or whatever. Well, no, 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 no. The fucking well, sun. No, I know <laughs> no, that. Don't look at it. Do not look at it. But look there's been so many
2: posts I, on it hey, from people asking stupid questions. So I can't look up at the sun. I say,
3: <laughs> if I say to everyone that is asking that question, go for it. Find yeah. out and let us know the result. You, <laughs> you will
2: burn the hell out of your. And rhythms. if you're and if you're buying glasses from people, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good yeah. luck to you on that well, one.
0: I, I will give a little tip. um because i am i am the photographer if if you're listening to this and you think that you want to maybe take some pictures of this uh unless you have the proper filter over your lens mm-hmm. you cannot do it because you will burn your sensor up yeah. it is made of
1: plastic <laughs> this is this is not something to be trifled no, with absolutely not
3: and if we're wrapping up i just want to remind everyone one more time to uh this coming saturday last saturday of august august 26th from noon to three uh, at the state library not the city library but the state library uh, in meeting room 211 it's the history room uh We will be having Indiana's next medical cannabis town hall meeting. We will have more Republican legislators there than we've ever had at any of our other town hall meetings. This is a complete game changer type meeting that we're having here. If you at all support this movement, I ask you to please join us on August 26th, noon to three and help us show the support that is behind this. And if you're one of the people, some of the very few Hoosiers that are still against this... Or on I, the fence. I, or on the fence, I tell you... <coughs> If you were to want to come learn more, this would be the time to do it. Uh, People showing up are not only supporters, they are also people that are interested in learning more. And uh, this is going to be the best opportunity for most Hoosiers in the history of our state to learn about the facts and what's going on in our state. So if you're at all interested... Uh, this Saturday would be the time to get involved and you'll be able to meet, uh, all of us advocates that are fighting so hard for this along with the legislators that are now, uh, willing to work on it. And, uh, uh we are expecting a lot of press coverage and, uh, it should be a really big, good event for, uh, the, our whole state. So I'm asking every Hoosier, if you can make it, please do
1: awesome awesome <clears throat> well jack you got anything else no that's it one well, looking forward to a big uh, event here at the town hall and uh, want to get people involved so uh, thank you guys again for letting us come on yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and absolutely. Wonderful. wonderful appreciate it very much yeah and, uh, uh
0: what's uh social media where can we find you
3: okay i am at who's your advocate if you just search at if you just search who's your advocate one word i should pop up but okay. uh if nothing else my name david phipps uh phipps uh but yeah who's your advocate david phipps is how you find me nowadays
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll tag everybody tomorrow too all so right. and uh, for uh, you can reach me i'm on facebook jack kane uh the biggest thing is i normal dot we got a members page that has information uh, about the event mm-hmm. and uh get involved let us know what we can do to help you
3: and any that. and any normal just so you all know uh they are in need of volunteers for future events uh, people that are willing to get uh, involved yeah we need uh,
1: we need to have members so Indiana Normal is uh, we've been around for 40 years and we're really with the momentum that's happening now we're re- doing a revamp we're getting redoing our website uh, getting that up to speed making that mobile all mobile access uh, we're uh, doing a lot more advocacy and events like this town hall. and yeah. We need to have people, members get involved and help us with this as we move forward and become more uh, available on social media and those kind of things. Yeah, good, so, deal. good deal. Yeah, man. we're very excited. So. And just well, thanks again for having us, yeah, no no so really really cool. guys. Yeah, no problem. We very much. Glad you could right. we That's what go we're smoke. here for. Go yeah, smoke Absolutely. <laughs> and let's <laughs> do a thing on AI sometime. <laughs> I, I would <laughs> love to I, do that. Right? I'm
0: Absolutely. I'm 100% in on that. that, man. I love that stuff. I love nerding out on that. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate it very much. Not a problem, man. Hey, don't forget, you can go to Twitter. You can find us there. It's at Smugcast Show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, SmugCast underscore AP. Uh, you can also find uh, BJ. It's at the BJ Robbins. Uh, we are also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash SmugCast. Uh, we're also on Instagram, SmugCast or at SmugCast underscore. Uh, if you got anything you'd like to send us email-wise, uh, you can go ahead and send that to SmugCastShow at gmail.com. Um other than that, I believe that's all of that. <laughs> I don't know why I can't ever remember all
2: this. Do you, do, you, do you have to do the sponsors?
0: Well, yeah, I'm going to do the sponsors. <laughs> last you time. forgot last time. so I, did I, I, I didn't I, want to be I, an.
2: I didn't want to be an aspect. Hey, did you do well, this? Well,
0: since we do have a new sponsor this week,
2: we do. Right. We do have a I'm sponsor. excited.
3: Congratulations.
0: So, also, uh, since we're doing this, big shout out to Eight One Two Farms. Uh, they did an episode with us and ended up wanting to be a sponsor, so that worked out for Very us. Very good. Uh, don't forget, you can find them at the uh, Nabrew Beer Festival, uh, September 16th in. Brown County. Uh, they're going to be pouring their own beer. So no better way to check them out than go taste it. Also at the uh, Corn Maze Beer Fest uh, September 23rd at 450 North Brewery. Uh, also, uh, Ranger Nutrition, don't forget you can go to their website, uh, use promo code SmugCASH, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Uh, Jay's Wings and Seafood over on the east side of Indianapolis. Uh, you can pop in there, use promo code SMUGCASH, and you're going to get 10% off your order.
2: Please make sure Jay's in there. <laughs>
0: yeah, Jay's wife's not playing fair.
2: She's even overcharging me.
0: <laughs> also, a big shout-out to Repo Records. Uh, they help us out with the audio each and every week. Uh, without them, I wouldn't sound as sexy as I do. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's Repo Records taking the music back and uh what are we go? what are we going out to this week going out to a little
2: tom petty we went back a little bit last week so we played a song that was a little bit older and i think this would be a great one to go out to
3: if you don't right. like tom petty i don't want to know you <laughs> 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 all right well until next week kids stay, stay, stay smug,
2: smug.
4: Someone I used to see But she don't give a damn for me Well, let me get to the point Let's roll another joint And turn the radio loud I'm too alone to be proud And you don't know how you oh, don't know
3: the point, let's roll,
4: another joint, let's head on down the road, there's somewhere I gotta go, and you don't know how it feels, you don't know how